Welcome to Symptoms of a Creative Mind, episode 15. I am your host and your guest, Zabrona Bastard. So, as you all know, we are amidst a worldwide pandemic with COVID-19. And um, we've been dealing with the veil being pulled back in a big way for issues regarding racism in America and also, um, you know, class war, if you really want to dig deep into that. Um, essentially, I really feel like that's what's what's happening. And I'm not discounting racism. Racism is obviously part of it. I mean, if you've listened to any of my previous podcasts, you would know that I am a biracial female. Um, I am black and white. Uh, my mother is half black. Um, so, I mean, not that that, not that that defines my my belief system or anything. As as you know, anyone who's watched the news or watched memes or anything really can tell that. There's definitely a really big divide, regardless of what race you are, where, you know, people believe different things. And um, I always encourage people to get their own information and think for themselves. I think it's really important to think for yourself. So I I have two guests lined up. Um, one is uh, my friend Betty, who I was in a band with for about six months that didn't go anywhere. Um She's a retired police officer that's been fighting for police reform since 2011. And I also um, have another friend who has been battling um, death, um, you know, and just really trying to survive from unknown diseases that are attacking her, her guts and her immune system. Um, she's a mother and she's an incredible fighter. I really wish that right now you were getting um, one of those podcasts instead of this podcast. But the truth of the matter is, is um, I'm having a hard time. Everybody's having a hard time, you know. So it's it's really easy to not want to share when you're having a hard time because you can look out across your sea of friends and see people that are worse off than you. So it's easier to just clam up, but. The thing is, is that I think it's good to tell people where you're at. I was diagnosed bipolar when I was eight years old. Um, depression is something that is no stranger for me. And I have called the suicide hotline um, or emergency crisis hotline, whatever you call it, um, a few times in the last eight months. Not because I was really on the brink of suicide, more so I just wanted someone to talk to. And I have to say, those programs really need funding and good training because um, those people, the people that I've spoken with, are not very good for someone with a complex mind like mine who picks things apart and, you know, I guess I, I want answers. You know, but the answers come from within. And, you know, I'm in therapy. 
I am, I've been in therapy since March, this time. I have a cognitive behavioral therapist and she also does a EMDR, which is a eye sensory um, movement thing that kind of tricks your brain into accepting new ideas. Um, so because we've been doing everything online, I haven't really done a whole lot of EMDR and I've been doing a lot of talk therapy with her. So it's been, it's been a struggle, you know, um, I just got approved for surgery for a hysterectomy to rid, get rid of my endometriosis or endometriosis, probably saying that wrong. It's a big word, which really for any woman who's ever had it, it means you've got scar tissue lining your uterine walls and it causes a lot of pain. Uh, pain that I've lived with for 20 years now. Um, I had a tubal ligation when I was 21 um, that I had to fight for, even though it's not illegal. Uh, they feel that you should be in your 30s and have three children before you sterilize yourself in any way, shape, or form. And I had a male surgeon who only did the surgery because I was stubborn and argumentative. And he felt that since he was the best in the state, I wasn't going to give up until I got what I wanted and he wanted to make sure it was done right. However, as a stipulation for that, he would not give me a hysterectomy in case someday I might want to get a reversal, in case someday I might want to try artificial insemination in case someday, for whatever reason, I were to change my mind so my womb would still be intact. My womb with endometriosis scars. My womb that made it almost certain that I would have an ectopic pregnancy, which is a pregnancy that occurs in your fallopian tubes. I have had issues with my female parts since... I guess since I started bleeding at 12, you know, I had cysts on my ovaries and all kinds of pain and anemia and all kinds of health issues that I've battled because of, you know, the way that my reproductive system doesn't properly function. So this is, this is America. This is, you know, this is the reality that I have lived with for all of my life, is that I was not trusted with a decision regarding my own body to do what I knew was right for me. You know, I, I battle mental health, you know, I've, I've battled with mental health issues all of my life from growing up from a traumatic home life and uh, childhood trauma, PTSD, and I never, even at five years old, I didn't really want children. Um, there's been a couple of brief moments where when life was really crazy and just not the right environment to bring a child into the world, you know, like I, I thought that maybe having a baby um, to love me was an answer, and I'm really grateful that when those moments of weakness hit, 
they didn't cloud my mind. It was, you know, something that only lasted one for about six months and one for about eight months out of 37 years of my life that I actually uh, felt like I wanted a child. So I'm really grateful that I never have been pregnant because honestly, just keeping my head screwed on straight to function in my daily life is sometimes a challenge and I really couldn't imagine what that would be like to bring another life into this world when I still harbor so much rage and anger and frustration um, just for things that have happened in my life that I haven't been able to come to terms with yet and you know I'm not if I, you know, if you haven't listened to my podcast in the past or you don't know anything about me, so I spent um, a good chunk of my life uh, actively participating in alcoholism. I've been sober since I was 29, so, and I just celebrated eight years of sobriety on the 9th of, of this month, July. So eight years without alcohol ruling my life, eight years without alcohol clouding my mind with a fog that left me confused, disoriented, clumsy, second-guessing myself, and helped to feed all my low self-esteem issues, helped to create situations that I would get myself into um, because I didn't feel like I deserved any better that would just contribute to my trauma and contribute to my PTSD. So the woman that, that speaks to you now is someone who has only been working hard at taking control of her life, truly taking control of her life and her health and her mental uh, stability and everything, like seriously, for the last eight years. So, you know, it's, it's easy to bash yourself. Um, people with low self-esteem, like myself, we like to put ourselves down because we're not grasping new ideas quickly. But, you know, if I take a minute to think about it, you know, how much did I really understand of the world when I was eight years old, you know? So I'm eight years sober, eight years with a different outlook on life. And I, I can tell you, I'm still so glad that I don't have a child of my own to bring into this world. You know, that's, I, I really think that by telling women that we don't know what's right for our bodies is essentially treating us like second-class citizens. You know, this America that we live in, you know, I, I just, I'm frustrated. Like, I deal with a lot of pain. And women, we're so strong and resilient when you think about all the things that we've been up against and being told what we can do and what we cannot do. Like, I remember at eight years old, you know, I was told that I couldn't wield a hammer. Yet, I made a living working construction for, you know six years of my life and I can wield a hammer just fine 
Um, so I'm, I'm not going to take up a lot of your time. I just, I didn't want to let this week go by without releasing a new episode. It's been very hard to focus. It's been very hard to fight my depression, to stay on top of the things I need to do that make me happy. Um, it's hard not being able to see friends. It's hard not being able to see family because you have to respect people's boundaries. I think it's important. Um, like if you don't want to wear a mask, I'm not going to preach at you, but you should at least have the decency to respect other people's boundaries. You know, I think, I think that's what it comes down to. I think that's why America and many parts of the world are in such crisis is because we don't know how to be accountable. We don't know how to trust what people say in regards to how they want to be treated. And we don't respect people's boundaries. You know, it, I mean, I, I do it myself. My, my husband and I, we have a hard time crossing boundaries because we don't understand, you know, the boundaries that each other sets for ourselves because it doesn't make sense to us. But just because something that my husband isn't okay with doesn't make sense to me or something he is okay with doesn't make sense to me, it doesn't give me the right to push his boundaries and, you know, vice versa. So I think that we need to be accountable to ourselves. We need to be accountable to each other. We need to respect the word no um, in regards to what people want for themselves. We need to respect people's desires of how they want to be treated, what they want to be called, um, as long as it's not hurting anyone else. And I mean like physically hurting someone else. Like I'm not given a pass for abusers. Like if it makes you feel good to beat the shit out of anybody, fuck you. Like really, like if that really makes you feel good to the core of your being and that what makes you, that's what makes you happy is making somebody else miserable, it is my honest opinion that you can go fuck yourself. Because we have no right, none of us have a right to put our hands on another person who doesn't want it, you know? So, I'm like, like I said, I'm not, I, I don't want to ramble and I don't want to take up your time. I just, I'm very frustrated. I'm battling depression. And I just wanted to say that that's why. That's the reason. It's not going to be an excuse to not put out another episode, but it is going to be the reason I didn't conduct an interview so that you can hear a conversation with some amazing women that I know that I really think you could get a lot out of from hearing them speak. So um, hopefully I'll be able to get my shit together uh, in the next couple of weeks and put out the you know the, the podcast the way that it's intended but you know if not then I'll do something else just like this and I'll release another um, 
I'll release another solo, just sharing my thoughts and opinions. So I, I'm going to leave with just talking about my, my upcoming hysterectomy surgery. Um, to all the women out there, I mean, all the women out there, you need your health. You need your well-being. It's important. And nobody has the right to tell you what you can or cannot do with your fucking body. I have lived in pain for 20 years because a man with a degree decided that that was better. He decided that I should have the opportunity to risk my life and health to bring a child into this world and leave my womb intact even though it was scarred, even though it was damaged, even though I had been traumatized from rape and sexual abuse, you know, and it's not okay. 20 years and nothing's changed. 20 years and I still want a hysterectomy. 20 years and I'm finally getting it. The world is unfair. Anybody who tells you different is lying to you or they're trying to manipulate you in some way, shape, or form. The world is never going to be fair. You have to pick and choose your battles. There are so many issues out in the world that it is impossible to fight them all for one person. So pick and choose. You know, pick and choose the things that reign truest to your heart and live a life that reflects that. I believe in strong women because I want to be a strong woman. I gravitate to other strong women. Sometimes I am blind to my own strength. Sometimes I am grateful for the strength I have. I have moments of weakness. It does not make me weak. You know, I battle with low self-esteem and self-doubt. I battle with depression. It does not make me weak. Okay? Things happen in life beyond your control. Things keep happening in life that are beyond our control. But you owe it to yourself to go to the core, the very core of you, the heart of you, to find what you value most in life and do everything you can to gravitate towards it. Fight for what you believe in, even if it takes you 20 years to get there. Even if you never see it in your lifetime, fight for what you believe in at your heart, okay?
Speak your mind. Speak your peace. Be respectful as much as humanly possible. Be humane. But when it comes to your life and your body, that is yours and yours alone. Nobody, nobody has the right to tell you what you do with your body. Nobody has the right to force themselves upon your body. Nobody has the right to touch you even if it's a fucking hug and you have every right to tell them it is not okay. And of course, this doesn't just go to women. Nobody has a right to touch you. So, I love you. Keep fighting. Keep speaking your truth. Keep living by your heart. And doing what you feel is necessary to live your best life as your best self, however you deem that to be. It's your life to live. It is your life, nobody else's. Live it in a way that you can be proud. Live in a way that you can sleep easy at night. Trust yourself. Trust what you want for you. Trust your heart. Trust your mind. Okay? If it feels wrong, it's wrong. Okay? It's important. In case nobody else in life has ever told you that, it's important to trust yourself. Because you're smart, you're capable, and you're fucking worth it.